Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I hope that it is really starting to feel like autumn wherever you're at in the world. It is here in Ohio and I'm so glad because it's my favorite season. And the leaves are starting to change, the temperatures are starting to cool down. You can see that the corn and soybeans are getting ready to be harvested because they're drying. And it is just a beautiful season. I love this season. And I hope that you love it too and that you're seeing the beauty in this season, even though, yes, I know we are still in a pandemic, things are still very strange, but there is kind of a new rhythm to life when, when a new season comes. And I hope that you're starting to find your rhythm in this season. You know, kids have gone back to school and they've been back to school for a little bit. Maybe you're starting to go back to the office and you haven't been since March, Maybe you're meeting with colleagues and friends and family at a socially distanced uh, event, of course. But you're starting to see people that you haven't seen in a while, and you're starting to develop these new rhythms of life. And maybe this rhythm doesn't look like any other rhythm you've ever had in your life, but it's the one that's working for you right now. And that's all that matters, is doing what you need to do right now. And that's what I love about today's episode is this is the first episode I've ever had a couple on together. And I just, I'm so thankful Tim and Mandy decided to come on. Um, I know they were nervous, but I just really adore them as a couple. I think they work well together. And they're funny, and I don't know. Sometimes I just think that they totally click. I don't know how they won the lottery in life, but they just, they really click. And I just love hearing their realness about family life and marriage and trying to find the good and remembering that's going to be much better than the struggles in the grand scheme of things. And you're just going to love this episode. So go grab a beer and join us for this episode with Tim and Mandy, my favorite Pennsylvanian people, as we enjoy life over a beer. Okay, so I'm here with Tim and Mandy, and I'm just so excited to have you both on the show. This is the first episode that I've ever had a couple, so we'll see how this goes. I don't know how this is going to work, but I think it's going to be great. So do you guys want to tell me what you're drinking? I'm drinking water because I'm breastfeeding, so no alcohol for me right now. Hashtag mom life. Yeah. (laughs) I'm drinking the pride of Pennsylvania yingling lager. Yeah. So where is Yingling brewed at in Pennsylvania? Well, they have two. They have the original brewery in Pottsville, and they have one right over the hill in Mill Creek, which is where they do the mass brewing of the kegs and most of the bottles and everything. Okay. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, all from Pennsylvania. And Yingling has a cool story. They have one in Florida, too. They have a brewery. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Hmm. Tampa, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And they're technically considered America's oldest brewery, right? Yeah, and that's yes. why they still brew in the original brewery, so they can keep that. Okay. okay. So they only do limited numbers at the original brewery. Okay. And you can take pours of it and stuff. Yeah, yeah they build a big gift shop in the ice cream 
what used to be the ice cream factory across the street, their old ice cream, when they used to make ice cream. I did not know they used to make ice cream. Do they still yeah. make um, beer flavored ice cream? Uh, it's not beer flavored. Okay. It's just ice cream, but they just probably maybe five years ago, they did re, re come back out with the name. Yeah, so you can get it in certain You can get Yingling stores. ice cream again. Huh. That is so fun. <laughs> I love that. It's like my two favorite things, beer and ice cream. Yep. <laughs> they go together well. They do. I actually, there's a couple breweries here in Ohio that mix um, beer with the ice cream. So you have to like show your license to get boozy ice cream, which I always think is so fun. It doesn't have enough alcohol, I think, to make you drunk. Like it just, you kind of get the taste of it, but you have to show your ID. Right. (laughs) So I'm drinking Southern Tier Brewing Company's, it's called Pumpkin. So it's the Imperial Pumpkin Ale. And it literally on the bottle, it says pumpkin pie in a glass. And you really do taste like the pumpkin pie spice. Like the nutmeg and the cinnamon and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very fun beer. Um, I'm trying to remember where it's from. New York, actually. It's a New York beer because I always forget because we only get it here in Ohio. Most of the time you can only find it for about two weeks. So that's why uh-huh. I always tell people if you want like really strong pumpkin beer, you have to get it in September. Don't wait till October because no stores have it by right. get to October. <laughs> so that's my fun pumpkin fact for the day. But yeah, now that now that we're in the fall, I know Tim's like rolling his eyes because it's not officially fall, but <laughs> it is fall enough. It is no longer summer. It's no longer summer. Somebody had pumpkin pancakes this morning. Was it you or Sarah? Sarah. <laughs> yep, our friend Sarah. It's, enough already. it's only September, but then I realized it's September, I guess. October's soon. It yeah. is. It is. It well, it already. is okay. I like the pumpkinness. Don't roll your like eyes more, so hard. I like more apple-y stuff from fall than mm-hmm. pumpkin. I do like the fall I apple flavor it. too. Yeah. I just have like colors and Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> well, so enough about the beer. We're going to get into our main discussion. So what I love about you two is you're, a, I want to say a young couple, but I feel like you've been alone together the entire time we've I've known to, you. We've been together for 11 years, married five. Married five. I knew that I knew yeah. you guys had kind of a milestone anniversary here. Yep. August 15th was five years. So do you feel your relationship has changed a lot since you, well, obviously, but (laughs) now you have two kids, but do you feel that it's way different now than it was back then? There's Um, a lot more stress and tension on it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's aspects of it that are different, but the underlying relationship is still the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Especially since there's always that statistic thrown out to people that 50% of couples get divorced. I don't remember the the year marker, but I always just think that's such a sad thing to share. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, we've been together for 11 years too. So we were together for seven years before we got married. Mm -hmm. So we got through all of that stuff (laughs) before (laughs) we 
made it official. Because <laughs> when did you guys meet? Did you meet in high school or did you meet in college? We met at a fair. Okay. We didn't, because he's from Schuylkill County. I'm from Berks County. We didn't know each other. Okay. We met through a mutual friend. We met through friend. a mutual friend at a fair, tractor pull. <laughs> and uh, he, like, shortly after we started dating is when he started at uh, UNOH. So we were only together for, like, two months, and then he left. <laughs> yeah. And but went to Ohio. <laughs> And then you did the long-term, long-distance, too. Yep, we did long-distance for the first, well, he was gone for 18 months, and then when he graduated, I decided to go back to college, so I went up to Penn State, so I was three hours away, and we did that for three years. Yeah. Well, two and a half. So for the first, what, almost five years of our relationship, we only saw each other once a month, twice a month, maybe, and there was a lot of texting. Yes. Thank goodness for technology. We're not very big on talking on the phone, so it was a lot of texting and on Facebook and MySpace at that point. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dating ourselves here. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it is so, so wonderful, the technology that we have. And how it does bring people closer together. And long distance is not for the faint of heart. I think no. it's a cha- It's a challenge all in itself. And the fact that it takes a long time to get to know someone that way. But also, yeah. sometimes it's hard to, I don't want to say handle issues that arise. But I think always in the back of your mind, you're like, we only get a limited amount of time. So let's right. make the most of yeah. it. I think it's easier nowadays with the technology through texting and Facebook, but I also, like you said, it's hard because you can write something in a text, but you can't see their reaction or how they think you, how they're going to take what you said. You may have been joking, but they may think it wasn't a joke. Right. Like sarcasm and stuff doesn't translate to text very easy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. So how do you, how did you make the most of it when communication is kind of difficult? Because you're not seeing each other every day. So you're not around the same circle of influence, the same life experiences. But how did you guys handle making sure that you made each other a priority? Um, well, we pretty much... As soon as we got up in the morning, we would text each other. And then periodically throughout the day, like he had classes and stuff and I had work. So lunch breaks and breaks in between classes, we'd talk to each other. And then we'd always at nighttime, I at least I would, I don't know how you were, but I'd like make it a point to the last like hour that I was awake or whatever was, I was going to talk to him and make sure that before I fell asleep, I said goodnight to him. I don't know what you did. You were. I just waited for you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and if she didn't, I knew something was up. Yeah. Yeah, because I was pretty, not religious about it, but I was pretty consistent with it that if I didn't text him about something or text him for a while, I would get a text from him and be like, hey, you okay? Is everything all right? Like, what's going on? Just to 
because he knew something must have been up or whatever. It wasn't always. It was just, but yeah, that's. Sometimes you just like randomly it. took a nap because I've done that before. Yeah, or forgot my phone somewhere or got busy doing something. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've definitely yeah, been there. He, we would always, like, he came home every, what, eight weeks or something like that? Six weeks. So we would always plan on either I would stay at his house with him that weekend and sleep on the sofa, but uh, or he would come down to my parents' house. Like, we would spend the whole time that he was home, we would spend together and make the most of it mm-hmm. because he would be gone for another six weeks. Yeah. So we just spent time together when we could and I went out to visit him once yeah well and it's a long distance I don't because you I don't want you to totally disclose everything about you but Tim you traveled a long way to go to school like we're not talking yeah. like a one-hour road trip no it takes about nine hours yeah so yeah I, I flew out to him I didn't drive <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you I get to about the like three four hour drive mark and I'm over it yeah well it was just gonna be for the weekend so I was like I'm gonna spend a whole day basically driving and have a day there nope I'm I'll fly yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll spend more time here. which there's not a whole lot to do in Lima but <laughs> <laughs> sorry Lima Ohio folks sorry Lima Ohio folks it's just not not as exciting so you went through college, you went through your long distance relationship, yep. finally got to be back together. What made you yep. decide that, yep, this one's the one? She wouldn't stop bugging me. <laughs> I'm pretty, was, I'm not she, irresistible. There you go. I had, uh, I guess you just know. Yeah. I mean. Like I, like I asked my dad that question. I said, how do you know the one's the one? And he, he didn't really know how to answer it either. He just, you know, if you feel it in your heart, you just, if you know that you're very happy with them and you want to be with them for the rest of your life, that that's it. And your parents have been together since your mom's 14 and they're in their 60s. So they've been together 40 some years now. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. My parents are married 38 years. So we come, we both come from good, strong marriages. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Um, I think everyone's life situations are different, but I think there's a lot of families where either parents are divorced or they don't live together or whatever the situation is. And I think it is hard to get a good foundation on what marriage is supposed to be when it's not present in front of you. Yeah. And we, we both had good examples of what we wanted to happen for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's important. And then of course you have beautiful babies. Yep. So tell us a little bit about them. We have, well, Sam will be three on Wednesday on the 16th. And Lucy is nine months old. Oh my gosh. Yes. Two under three. Two under three. (laughs) Which creates its own joys and chaos. Um, Oh yeah. So a little bit before the show, we were talking just about 
you know, all the, how people view parenting, do you feel as a parent, do you feel like you're always winning every day or is there constantly Absolutely. that nagging oh, feeling? There are good days and bad days and you <laughs> never know which one it's going to be that morning. <laughs> what do you think helps keep you grounded? Because I know for me, so I, during the pandemic, I didn't have anyone else living with me. I didn't have children, but I knew for a lot of my friends that did have spouses and children, it was kind of a crazy time to try to yeah. not even have a work-life balance. It was all together. Right. I had just come off of maternity leave when everything shut down. So I had, and my job at that time, I could work from home. So I had a three-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, which Sam's talking has gotten way better since then, but at that point, still didn't always understand what he was saying. Plus, I had a baby that was constantly nursing and napping and diaper changes all over the time, all the time, yeah. and, you know, lack of sleep. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough for a little while and trying to get work done while they napped and that didn't always go well because their nap times were like now they're in sync. They're both napping right now and they'll nap for a while. But at that point, Sam only naps once a day, but Lucy napped like three times a day and they weren't at the same time. So till Tim would come home from work, I would just be like pulling my hair out and exhausted. And he's like, why are you so tired? You didn't get to do anything today. <laughs> and then I wanted to punch him. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it was rough. And then I went back to work and kids went to daycare, but that was a whole different routine than you had to figure out. And it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Parenthood is not an easy hood. Um, I'm not even a parent and I commend you both a lot just because I just know for me, sometimes even in my own relationships with like family and friends and things like that, that we don't always get along. We don't always understand each other. So it's really easy for me to be like, okay, I'm like feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm just going to go home where it's just me and it's quiet, but that's not an option for parents. And especially during COVID, I really, I really don't believe that we are meant to do work and parenting and family and house stuff all at the same time. Like, I think there's a reason there's a rhythm in our day. Yeah. I'm almost glad that I don't have school age kids because I have no idea how I would have done trying to do their school plus my work plus taking care of a baby at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like that, that just overwhelms me at this point. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) How was the pandemic for you, Tim? I couldn't go to drink. That's about how it affected me. You couldn't go to and bars. <laughs> being a mechanic, it didn't really, really affect my job much. Yeah. A couple of people got laid off, but, you know, other than it slowed down a little because there was the other companies were closing down and not putting money out because they were, you know, concerned. And other than that, it didn't affect me a whole lot. Yeah. Because you were deemed essential. Did mm-hmm. Pennsylvania do yeah. a essential list versus non-essential list? 
Yeah, the governor did that. Yeah, and I was yeah. essential at that point. I got laid off two weeks ago, pretty much because of COVID, because business slowed down. Yeah. But uh, up until that point, I was essential too because I was working in ag. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't quite sure it. how Pennsylvania viewed that versus Ohio. Yeah. So. Anything ag related and like mechanical was essential. Okay. Well, good. So yeah. now that now we'll talk about something other than COVID. So like parenting in non-pandemic conditions um, yes. still isn't super easy. It's not a no. walk in the park all the time. But let's talk about like the joys of parenting. Because I think it's important for people to know that it's not all just like poopy diapers <laughs> and screaming toddlers and, uh, you know, playing whatever yeah. Disney movie is out for the 400th time. A lot of monsters ain't going on in this house. <laughs> At least that's a good one. That's, that's a good yeah. Disney movie. Yeah. Um, good things are like just watching them learn things is one of my favorite things. And Sam picks stuff up so quick. You, you kind of got to watch what you not even just say in front of him, but do in front of him because he'll pick it up and you're like, I'm not ready for him to be able to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. So Tim, that's your, uh, <laughs> that's your cue. Yeah. That you need to watch what you're yeah. doing. He, he wants to do what daddy does. Yep. Yeah. And the one really good thing that came out of COVID and the pandemic being shut down and everything uh we he got potty trained oh and that was like what two months of oi yeah potty training, potty is, training a big deal. is not for the faint of heart let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when i got laid off his schedule got screwed up because he wasn't going to daycare anymore mm -hmm. so he regressed so now we're kind of getting back into that but when he was doing really good, he was so proud of himself. And that was another like highlight of parenting is when they learn something and how excited they get that I figured this out. And if they figure something out on their own or like just their imagination, think of things. It's so cool to watch that. And like Lucy figuring out how to crawl and stand up on her own. And she just gets this huge smile on her face when she can pull herself up and stand there without holding on to anything. And it scares the crap out of you because you're like, oh, no, I'm not ready for this. But <laughs> then you're like, oh, she can do it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that is, that is huge. I know I have two nieces and I love watching them learn new things. Sometimes I'm not ready for it either. So my niece Chloe once called me and she's like, Ashley, do you want to hear me count to 100? And I'm like, well, let's count to 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, he starts preschool on Tuesday. So the day before he turns three, he just starts preschool. He's ex so excited for school. I'm very excited, too, because I only have one kid to take care of. But I'm excited yeah. to see all the things that he learns and stuff. And because he's just, we took Lennon, we went to meet the teacher night the other night, and he cried when it was time to leave. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay there at school. Exciting. Yes. What about you, Tim? What's your favorite things about parenting? Like the like Mandy said, watching them learn. Yeah. And then just 
I really enjoy when they want to be with you. You know, they say, here, come here, watch this, do this. And I like it when they, they seem to want your interaction with them, you know, and they want you to see how they can do something or they want you to help build something out of Legos or, you know, they don't want to kick you off the chair or something. (laughs) And finding common interests with them, like Tim and Sam both really like trains. So we go on a lot of train rides because they both, I don't know which one gets more excited, Tim or Sam, but they both very much like trains. I love that. I love that. So how do you hold on to those positives when things are a little rough? Because at times I'm sure it is, you know, stress levels are high, things are crazy, things are not going the way we all hope and dream. How do you hold on to the good? You just kind of think that the bad ones are only short term. Yeah. And like now you just think he's only two, this is going to pass. Like it's just a phase for some of this stuff. And yeah, five minutes ago, he may have been throwing a temper tantrum, but now you're asking him to do something and he's doing exactly what you tell him. And so it's like, you just realize the bad times are shorter than the good. Yeah. You just kind of want to roll with it. That's, I love pretty, that. We're pretty laid back parents. Like, eh, he's not bleeding to death. He's gonna live. He's okay. We're doing a good job. <laughs> well, and I do think you do. You both do a really good job. Thank and you. I think parents don't hear that enough. Um, because I know we always talk about like things like mommy guilt, but I think there's like full parenting gift, like guilt that comes with small children, or I don't know. I just feel like people are so judgy that it's hard to remember sometimes you're doing a good job well even like yesterday I had a girl's day with one with my best friend and Tim was here with both kids and our best friends are married to each other so the husband came down here to hang out with Tim and the kids and the whole time I was gone I was just oh I I miss him like I why am I not there but I also know that I need this too (laughs) because I'm with them every day and you know, I don't, I need to take care of myself too. But yeah, that mom guilt is, that is for real. Yeah. And I love what you said there that you need this too. Um, I think so often, especially when you have big responsibilities like children, or if you're leading a team at work or something like that, it's really easy to want to just pour yourself all into it. But you're exactly right. If you don't take that moment to reset, you can't love the people that you want to love the best to your ability. Yeah. And if you keep constantly going at it, you're going to focus more on it. And the more you think about it, you'll think of the bad things and you'll start thinking you're doing a bad job. Right. And you'll end up resenting somebody or some part of it. and You're going to burn out. Yeah. Do you see that both in your marriage too? Um, what do you mean? So I guess I'm thinking along the lines of if you always focus on the bad parts of marriage, like, like say you have an issue about someone not closing the cabinet drawers or just like those little, little annoyances. And you think to yourself like, oh man, like this was so much easier when I was single do you feel that you miss out on the good? 
Um, I try not to focus on it because there's a lot of things. <laughs> but like he'll he makes up for it in other ways. Like, yeah, okay, he leaves the lights on. But he does the dishes a lot more than I do. And I hate doing dishes. So that's a plus. I can I can turn the lights off after him or close the doors after him, whatever. And he'll take the kids whenever I ask him to. So I can deal with the little things and they she, don't, they don't bother me as much. She may, you know, I, I see something, oh, well, that didn't get done today. But then I look and something else did. So it's, I feel sometimes like she doesn't do stuff, but it's the stuff I don't realize what she does do. Yeah. That does, hits my mind. And, like he notices the big things that I didn't do, but I did like 10 little things that could have added up to that big thing that he doesn't always notice but it happened <laughs> well and i think that's important too i think the little things matter a lot not so much in the little annoyances but a lot about you know i, I think back to my own relationships with people sometimes it was like those tiny moments that might not seem like a big deal but just like hey i love you or hey i see that you're struggling like what can I do to help yeah. it doesn't have to be like big giant billboard size acts of love it's the little stuff that matters yeah so on every episode I love talking about um just like what would you tell your 25 year old self because I think no matter where you are in life you don't know what you don't know and it's a lot easier looking back hindsight of what you would tell yourself because you know more now right and i think it's when you give yourself that grace to know that like hey i didn't know that back then you don't beat yourself up as bad so what would you both tell your 25 year old selves i would tell myself uh to just keep going forward and you know keep working at it because good things are going to come because when I was 25, it was when I went back to college and it wasn't that easy because I was so much older than everybody else. And like, I was a lot more mature than a lot of the kids in my classes because I had already lived on my own. I had had jobs and everything and they were all just starting out right out of high school or like a year or two out of high school, it was new to them. But I knew that like, okay, if I work at this, I can get to where I wanna go. And here I am 10 years later, and yeah. I got where I wanted to go. <laughs> well, and I think that shows like just how quickly time passes. Cause I think for me, sometimes things that hold me back is like, oh, that's gonna take a long time to do. Yeah. But in reality, like that time's going to pass either way. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Well, when I was 25, I had a little chip on my shoulder. So I, I think I'd tell myself to change my attitude and work a little harder and try to learn more and take a life a little slower and take it in stride. Is yeah, I had a decent job that I kind of let go, and I look back and I kind of 
regret it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of kick myself in the butt, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Try to get an act straight and act. Well, and I think sometimes like we're our own worst enemy, um, whether that's like in your job or in your relationship with other people or whatever it is you're working on. Um, it is really easy. I don't, it's not that you don't want to do good things for yourself, but I don't know. I tend to hold myself back by like worrying about what others think. Yeah. That it's really easy to have a bad attitude about something or just assume that something is going to go terribly wrong because no one in my friend group or whatever has done. Right. Yeah. You never want to be the first one to do something. I find myself always hesitant to do something because I'm always double guessing myself. Well, is this the right thing to do? Is this, this, am I doing it right? And, you know, if somebody comes over here and tells me I'm doing it wrong, I, you know, that'll upset me. So I'm always like, is, am I doing the right thing? Is this, this how I'm supposed to take this part or now? So I'm kind of always second guessing myself. So I, to get started on a job, I take a little longer. Yeah. And I think a lot, I think that's a very common problem with a lot of folks is the second guessing. And I don't know if it's worse because of social media, we tend to see like everyone else's highlight reel. Yeah. Like, I would imagine it's the same thing in parenting, too. I don't have a ton of friends that have kids quite yet. I have some that are, like, pregnant and just getting started down that road. But I can imagine that when you're a new mom and you're exhausted and all that kind of stuff, it's really hard to not look at other people's Instagram and be like, oh, their baby isn't crying all the time like mine is. They look cute and quiet and peaceful in, vid- in pictures and videos yeah whereas my child is like screaming all throughout the night or I don't know I don't know what the parenting problems are yeah. but I can only imagine oh we're kind of on the end of our kids sleep through the night <laughs> part of it and then we like like Kim's cousin has a new baby and she's cries all the time and just doesn't sleep really well for her. and I was like I don't I don't know how to help her. Like I want to help her because I've got at least a few years experience under my belt and I never had to experience that. So I don't know how to help with that. And that's another part. Like you don't usually hear that side of it. You hear the, Oh, here's my advice. Cause I've dealt with that. Or you're so lucky that your kid didn't, you didn't have to deal with that, but you don't hear from the parents that had the, good kids side of it where they feel guilt too because they had the good kids and they don't know how to help the parents that have the colicky or not bad kids but you know not the easy kids and that wears on you too because you want to help your friends and your family out and give them any advice that you have but the advice that you have doesn't always work for them because no kid is the same that is so true. Even our two weren't the same. And I, oh, really? How how different were your two? Can you give some examples? Um, like, Lucy seems to be, Lucy sleeps better than Sam. She's slept through the night since six weeks old. Oh, yeah. Miserable. And uh, Sam, like, she doesn't nurse as often as he did. 
She's down to three times a day. She actually takes a bottle. She actually takes a bottle. He refused. He never took a bottle. He went right from the boob to a sippy cup. And uh, he would, even at nine months old, he was still nursing like four or five times a day. And through the night yet, he was still waking up to drink. He still, now that like the last two or three weeks, he's actually... Three must be the magic age for him to figure out that he can sleep through the night. But up until that point, he still woke up at least once a night. So. We, yeah. Sam was, we could walk out of the room with him and his uh, pack and play or his whatever that thing is. His extra saucer. Extra saucer. And he wouldn't. It wouldn't bother him. Her, if you're gone within a minute or two, she she knows and she'll start fussing. Yeah. Or she'll now that she crawls, she'll come get you. Yeah. Him, or he'd just be in here playing with his toys. You could put a blanket out on the grass and put Sam on it, and he would go to the edge of the blanket and never leave it. He wouldn't touch the grass. She takes that as a challenge to see how fast she can get to the grass, and she will not stay on the blanket. Like, oh my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. To me. <laughs> it's fun and frustrating to see the differences in them because you knew what to expect with Sam. So you're thinking like, okay, Lucy's going to do this and she does the complete opposite. But it's fun to experience the other side of it too. Yeah. I feel like that'd be really challenging. I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But I just think I could see definitely where that'd be really frustrating when you think you figure it out. Yeah. But isn't that so life? Like, I think that's just life in general. Like, you think you figure it out, and then it changes on you. Yep. You get that wicked curveball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you both are handling it super well. Okay. Um, I've always just loved you two as a couple, and I always think it's very obvious how important family is to both of you. Thank you. And I just think, I don't know, I just think that's so important. At the end of the day, I love the quote, um, I think it was by Mother Teresa, I might be totally wrong, but it says, like, if you want to go change the world, go home and love your family, and I think, like, that truly is where a majority of things start, is at home. Yep, we're trying to raise the next generation to be good people. Yeah. And hard. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can definitely tell, it's just probably not easy. But no, I think you both do a really great job at it. If people wanted to connect with you, just maybe as like, I don't know, parent support, like help me out, I'm drowning here. Or if they have questions about marriage or whatever, how can they get a hold of you? You can reach me at, uh, my email is gawkera, which is G-A-U-K-E-R-A at Gmail or Mandy Sue Marburger on Facebook. My Facebook, which is Tim Marberger, it's M-A-R-B-A-R-G-E-R. I have Instagram, uh, Red Thunder 23, and I have Twitter, Red 23, Red Thunder 23. I did not know you had Twitter. Uh, (laughs) I don't use it a whole lot. I didn't know that until like a year ago either. I don't use it a whole lot. I don't even post. I just, I follow podcasts on there. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any other um, just advice for people that maybe have children going through what a 
it's a strange it's a strange time in general this pandemic but i'm sure it's extra strange if you have children just roll with it don't take it too seriously like it's gonna pass whatever whatever the kid's upset about today is gonna be nothing tomorrow yeah whatever food he liked today he's not gonna like tomorrow but he might like it the next day again so just keep going with it whatever happens you'll get through it so you're saying you should buy the grapes buy whatever the grapes. <laughs> he might not like them for two days but man that fourth day or third day he will house the whole bag <laughs> i love it i love it well friends thank you so much for joining for another episode if you haven't already go ahead and subscribe to the podcast um, like it on Facebook and Instagram so you learn more about the guests every single week. And wherever you are, I just hope you're staying healthy and happy and enjoying life over a beer. Thanks. <laughs>